You're listening to the Yakima Chief Hops Podcast Network. Hey, beer, baseball, and vines fan. Welcome to our first episode of 2021 uh, of Beer, Baseball, and Vines. Uh, my name's Steve Carpenter. I'm here with uh, Joe Catron. And our special guest today, all the way from Milwaukee and Broken Bat Brewing, is Tim Pauley. Welcome to the show, Tim. Gentlemen, how are you? We're doing great. Uh, we've got uh, hot weather on the way here in the Yakima Valley, and we're hoping that's good for hops, and uh, warm weather is always good for baseball. So uh, yeah. ha- happy to have you uh, on the podcast. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your brewery to start off with, Tim. Uh, you guys are located in Milwaukee. Uh, how mm-hmm. close to you, are you to the ballpark there? We're really close. Yeah, so we're um, we're about three blocks off Lake Michigan, right in the heart of downtown. Uh, we're in a cool little neighborhood called Walker's Point, um, but the stadium is probably about two and a half fish miles away. So it's a super short Uber or bus ride down there. We do some uh, some pickups for bigger games. You know, when the Cubs or or Cardinals are in town, sometimes we will get some shuttles rolling. But um, yeah, it's just an awesome awesome part of the city. Uh, Milwaukee's doing incredible. You know, we got the Bucks playing well. The Brewers are. Are starting to pick things up a little bit um kind of taking some time off and talking about that number 12 up in green bay for a little bit which is nice <laughs> but uh yeah things things are good the brewery finally feels like we're getting back to you know some sense of normalcy here and and yeah life is good so good so you yeah. and your partner dan started the brewery how long ago was that yeah we opened our doors um right around opening day of 2017 major league baseball opening day so the first weekend in april uh, 2017 so celebrated our uh, three-year anniversary selling beer out of a tent in a garage door as COVID was just getting ready to hit and uh, four-year anniversary things are starting to open up a little bit but um, it, it's really just a, a combination of two passions that got put together and sort of brought to life um, so Dan and I we met on the reading carpet back in first grade it's kind of a cool story to tell we went uh, one through 12 together we were in the same homeroom in high school and then uh we broke up for college, so I went to Marquette University here in Milwaukee, and then Dan went to University of Stevens Point, Wisconsin, for a um, wildlife and biology degree. And he just fell in love with brewing early on in the process, and I had uh, a little bit more of an entrepreneurial spirit and uh, just eat, sleep, and breathe baseball as long as I've lived. So um, really just put two passions together. Probably had a little too much homebrew one night and uh, came up with the idea of opening a brewery, and about four years later to the date, um, we were rocking and rolling on night one, and we've been – on a pretty wild ride ever since, so that's where we are today. Well, Tim, I got to tell you, your brewery is now officially on my bucket list because any brewery <laughs> nice. that that has a wiffle ball diamond part of the brewery, yeah. I, I got to go visit at some point. So uh, uh, that sounds exciting. Who came up with that idea to have a wiffle ball diamond in the in the brewery? So, um, I, I got to take credit for that one. Um, there's a there's a place out in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. Um, it's a bar and it's got a full blown wiffle ball field, like stadium there. So it's got lights, AstroTurf infield, a fence with, you know, it, it looks like a stadium and, um, it, it's, it's just incredible. And I had my bachelor party there a bunch of years ago and, um, kind of in the back of my mind, I thought if I ever get a chance to do anything even remotely close to this, uh, in my life, I'm going to, I'm going to put it up and uh, moved into a new facility here in 2020. Uh, then we had the space and, Man, I'd be damned if we weren't going to put up a wiffle ball field. So, um, yeah, it was it was a lone bright spot in a 
a 12-month period there that was a little rocky, but um, we've had leagues running off it. We do reservations on it. Um, you know, it, it's really been a cool, unique uh, thing that I, I don't know if you can find it anywhere in the state, much less the Midwest, an indoor uh, wiffle ball field. So it's been pretty cool to have. That's awesome, Tim. How many how many league or how many uh, teams do you typically have in your league? Any given year? Um, we we keep growing it. Yeah, so we started off with 21, and then we grew to 32, and now we're up to 38. Um, and we've got a wait list for more. So wow. <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. We we had no idea there was the appetite for uh, for adult, you know, competitive wiffle ball to be played in Milwaukee. But um, it's cool. You know, we do some championship stuff. We do the the league winners get some cool prizes. We do a pitcher race. Um, we do specials for the teams throughout the year at the tap room. So we try to make it a little. Um, almost like a group within a group of our customer base. And, and there's just been awesome feedback. And um, we haven't really lost any teams yet. We're gaining them. And, um, like she, I said, we got a wait list I'm, I'm kind of dealing with. But, you know, so, Tim, does your league have any foreign substance rules to go with it? Well, we uh, we got a memo from the league that we have to start checking now. So, yeah. Wow, what a conundrum, right? Oh, man, I'll tell you what. Um, I know there was good intentions behind what's happening in Major League Baseball right now, but um, as an onlooker, it's been grab your popcorn and, and just sit back and watch the festivities because it's been wild the last oh. couple nights here. What was it last night? The There was an Oakland pitcher, Romo, that uh, threw <laughs> his hat Romo, off, took yeah. his belt off, and then <laughs> dropped his drawers right in front of Howard. Dropped his pants, man. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, I, I think, unfortunately, there's a little too much gamesmanship happening from the uh, from the managerial seats with that. Sure. Um, you know, with the mid, mid-game checks and stuff, but um yeah leave it to rob manfred right he, yeah he keeps it interesting over there yeah <laughs> that's a good word for it oh uh, misstep manfred <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like that but hey the, the brewers are off to a pretty good start tied for first place um i i have a you know i was a big daniel vogelback fan when he played for the uh, mariners so i mm-hmm. i've got the mlb package at home so if i'm not watching the the Seattle Mariners. I'm tuning in to see how Vogie's doing, and he had, he had kind of a rough night last night. Yeah, I uh, I, I hate to say, it, but I think he's going to be uh, riding the pine here for a couple of months. But yeah, he's been an awesome surprise. You know, it, it's just sort of classic Brewers where everybody's just barking about not making moves in the off season, and you know, David Stearns doesn't know what he's doing, and then you know, guys like Vogelbach step up. Colton Wong has been an awesome pickup. Um, you know, Brandon Woodruff's an ace. Corbin Burns an ace. And we got two Cy Young candidates at the back end of the bullpen. So, yeah, um, yeah we just needed guys to not be hitting a buck 30 up and down the lineup <laughs> to get going a little bit. Well, with, but, uh, with spin yeah, rates coming good. down, maybe that will improve here pretty soon. But uh, yeah. so we yeah. had a we had a nickname for Vogie when he was uh, in Seattle. We, we called him the large adult child. I, I don't know if that's if you picked up on that yet, but he just he reminded everybody of this very large adult child and just no, his mannerisms, we, his physical appearance, everything about him. That's awesome. No, I think we're stuck with Vogie for now, but uh, I've got a couple of buddies in the media that I might run that by. Uh, that's good. But he's just fun, man. You know, he's one of those guys where I've, I've known about him forever. And he finally showed up here, um, I think it was actually two years ago, for just a super brief stint, mm-hmm. and then got shipped over to Toronto and, and kind of made his way back. But he's a clubhouse guy, too, as much as anything. He's just a, he's a fun dude. 
Um, I don't think he takes himself too seriously, which is always nice. You know, when those professional athletes know how to have some fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he came up, came up a little lame round and third last night. So hopefully he's all right. And back but, with us for the stretch run here, but still scored the run. That was a cool part. I did, yeah. Yeah. Miraculously, the, the diamondbacks are having a rough run. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he, he scored the run for us. So yeah, we, we, we wish him the best. We, uh, had the chance to meet him down at spring training when he was still with the M's. And my daughter was there with a getting getting her baseball signed by as many Mariners as she could, and you know, talking cool. about not taking himself too seriously. Vogie's like, "What do you want my autograph for? I suck." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, Vogie, come on, man, you're you're a cult, you're a cult hero here." Yeah, so oh, awesome. good good guy. So the Brewers they spring they do their spring training down in the Phoenix area as well. You ever make it down there, Tim, to to watch spring training? No, I, I feel like uh, I feel like a fraud saying no, but I, I haven't made it down yet. We um, between honestly between playing, coaching, uh, work, and just getting the brewery started, every spring has been about as busy a season as I've got. So um, I'm hoping here once the the chaos of moving to a new facility and, and getting through the pandemic and all that sort of settle down, I'd love to get out there. But uh, no, I've heard it's it's baseball paradise down there. So I, Maryville is where the Yep, Brewers are headquartered, and they just built a new facility down there, which looks incredible. So, um, yeah, it's it's on the bucket list. That with the, the Field of Dreams spot in Cooperstown, I got some stops to make for sure. Yeah, that's uh, it's. I go down there every year. I've been down every year since 2007, I believe, and we just we okay. we love it so much. We actually built a a little house down there so that we can uh, we can awesome. stay when we go down. But it's an awesome place, and. Uh, and and uh, you know so we get to see the the Brewers a little bit every once in a while too and and uh, they're uh, like I said off to a, a good start and uh, what I like another thing I like about that area is they're they're discovering craft beer and I know Milwaukee did that a long time ago mm-hmm. uh, but uh, that's what you need to do you get your brewery up to about two hundred thousand barrels per year and then you can go down every yeah. year and just enjoy yourself. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're trying to uh, crawl, then walk, and then we'll run a little bit. But we're we're getting there, man. We're that's the. I mean, I'll be honest with you. The pipe dream is definitely to, to continue to integrate ourselves with baseball. You know, leagues across the country, and um, we, we've got a really cool opportunity that uh, came about a few years ago to work with the Northwoods League, which is our um, collegiate wood bat league up here in the Midwest. So we've got a, a beer in all the stadiums up here with that. And uh, we partnered with the, the closest hometown team in that league to actually brew them a couple of uh, collab beers. So they've got their logo, our logo, and they sell it at the stadium. And it's right up there with the Coors Light, Miller Lights at the stadium. And, um, yeah, so who knows? Maybe someday we'll have a Milwaukee Brewers collab if, if Miller Miller allows. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little, that, little that Chinook beer, Tim, that I saw? Yeah, okay. yep. Yeah. Yep, the Chinook's 19, yep. Very cool. Yep. I, I would love yeah. to be a fly on the wall in the room when you guys come up with the names for your beers. <laughs> and, and I I don't know how you do it. I'm just assuming there has to be some type of beer involved with naming the beer. You know, it's it's a wild process. So, um, like I said, Dan Dan's the beer guy. So my partner, he's he's the brewer. He's the, the mad scientist back there with the headphones on. Um, and I'm, I'm much more the operations and business and baseball guy and um, I've got a little, a little book that I run around with, and if something pops into my head, I'll just jot it down. And <laughs> you guys probably wouldn't be able to read half of it. <laughs> it's just chicken scratch. But um, I would say it's almost a fifty-fifty split of I'll come up with a beer name and a, a label concept, and then I need Dan to adapt the beer to it. 
or he'll say, Hey, I, I love to brew like, you know, a Belgian wit with a bunch of fruit. What can you throw behind it? And then that's where my mind gets racing, but it, it's almost a two lane highway of sometimes he'll take the lead with beer. And then sometimes I'll take the lead with a, with a concept, but um, yeah, it coming up with that stuff. That that's my sweet spot. I love it. Um, I, I didn't know I was creative until I started trying to put baseball stuff to beer. Um, but, but yeah, that's, that's definitely my sweet spot is, is the uh the way to you know brand and market and and have people connect to beer i think as you guys know connection in in the craft beer world is is integral tim we're gonna let you we're gonna let you take a little time here to grab that notebook and write down sweet spot that that'd be a great one (laughs) all right i'll I'll put in the notes in my notes later but that's good the barrel we get a lot of terrible we we get a lot of terrible beer beer name ideas and that's not one of them so i'll write that one down (laughs) yeah so, uh, you know, we like to talk a little bit about, you know, hops on this podcast as well, because we, we yeah. live here in the middle of hop country. And uh, I know, Joe, you've been out and about the Pacific Northwest, and uh, we're in for a, a little bit of a heat on the, the near horizon. And I mean, not 85 degree heat, but 110 degree heat. So, Extreme heat. Uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about what's going on out in the field, Joe. So, yeah, right now, uh, you know, a lot of our farmers are bracing for that. So making sure they're out on top of their irrigation, making sure they're not missing any sets, uh, making sure those plants have enough water. Uh, when it gets, you know, up above mid-90s, let alone, you know, triple digits, extreme triple digits, the plants really shut down. Those stomata and the leaves close up and uh, basically kind of uh, stop breathing, essentially stop growing um, while it's so hot out. So really just want to keep them keep them. Uh, as wet as possible in the root zone and uh, keep them at least cooled off enough uh, to keep them pushing once once the heat wave goes away. So right now we've got crews out all over the Northwest uh, taking care of quality and uh, working with growers, helping them get the get the plants pushed along. So we're really trying to, you know, with the solstice season here, longest days of the year, um, as soon as the days start to shorten, that's really what triggers those plants to start flowering. So trying to get as much vegetative growth now before it gets into reproductive growth and uh, get those plants to the wire. So exciting time of year. And uh, just, yeah, like Steve said, bracing for that heat wave and uh, hunkering down a little bit. So Tim, have you, have you or Dan been out here to the Yakima Valley? No, we're, uh, we're hoping to get out um, kind of next summer-ish, next spring, summer. Um, we just signed a, a hop contract with you guys that we're very excited about. So um, finally to the point of, of being above our, our seven barrel brew house with a couple fermenters where we're spot, spot buying everything and um, definitely you know, jumped into the production side of things. So um, yeah, we'd love to come out and, and meet you guys and, and see the sites and um, not live vicariously through Instagram and, and Facebook and all that stuff. So. Well, congratulations, Tim. That's, that's great news for, for you guys Thank and you. your business. That's, uh, you know, taking that contracting step is, you know, it's, it's difficult. And a lot of, a lot of guys, when you're just starting up, you're not necessarily poised to do so for, so for you guys to do that within four years, that's, that's a huge step. So congrats well, there. And we're, we're really excited to be working with you as well. Well, we'd love to get you out here and take you out to some hop farms and meet some of our, our growers. Uh, they love that more than the brewers I think do. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. to have a couple brewers from brewers country, uh, right. that's even more special, right? <laughs> yeah so, no that'd be awesome we would uh we'd take you up on a in a heartbeat on that so. yeah so uh getting back to the brewers i mean they're they're sitting there at, at 41 and 33 tied with the cubs for first place uh seems like they've got a pretty doggone good pitching staff and if 
I think you mentioned it, Tim. If you look at the batting averages, uh, you wonder how in the world is this team uh, uh, in first place? They they do have. I think they still got a minus two run minus differential. Two, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's all about pitching, I guess. I, I'm pretty sure they're still either dead last or second last in the National League in average too. But um, you know, for all the people that bark about the offense around here. We've also lived through a bunch of years where the offense was incredible and we were throwing Sean Markham and Jeff Supine out on the mound every couple of days. <laughs> so, you know, it's got to pick your battles here. I, I personally, I, I love offense. I love home runs. I miss Prince Fielder and Braun and those guys. But um, to watch what Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns and, you know, Hayter and Williams are doing on the back end, like those guys are doing stuff that I've never seen. In my, I'm almost, you know, 34 years old. I've never seen anything like it. Um, and you'd have to go back to, you know, probably World Series-ish, you know, in the early 80s, Mike Caldwell and Sutton and, you know, guys like that were, you know, if they don't go seven strong with you know, two or less runs, you're like, what the hell What the hell happened today? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it used to be fun to get Kyle Loesch through three and a third without giving up six. So, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's sort of a pick your battle, and, yeah. and I'm happy with the, the pitching. Yeah, I'm probably the only one old enough on the call to remember that '82 team, Harvey's Wallbangers, and mm-hmm. man, that was that was such a great team. I still remember it. I think they had the record back then for number of hitters with 30 home runs for a season, oh, wow. and I think it still stands. I, I think there was five or six guys. I think it was five. Yeah, I yeah. think the Angels tied it. The Angels tied it a bunch of years ago with like Garrett Anderson and Troy Gloss and Tim Salmon and all those yeah. dudes. But uh, but yeah, that was. That was the glory days, man. I, I wish they could have beaten the Cardinals back in '82, but yeah. uh, I don't know. We're, we're sniffing, we're sniffing deep playoff runs here lately, so yeah. it's a good time to be a Brewers fan. That's good. So is Yelich healthy again? I mean, I know he's had some injury problems this year. Is he is he back to 100? percent I would say the last five games he looks like Christian Yelich, where he's pulling the ball, he's hitting it with power to the opposite field, running the bases really well. But yeah, early in the in the year, he didn't look right by any stretch. And I think you know, taking a ninety-five mile an hour ball off the top of the kneecap and, and chipping that hurt a lot last year. Um, and he definitely looked like he's playing tentative, hesitant. But um, I mean, he he put one in the pool in Arizona last night, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool to see. And, and he's got those long strides back. So yeah, I think I, it would be in the last week or two that I'd say just from an eye, you know as the, the professional eye that I have of major league baseball player scouting, he looks, uh, he looks like he's as close to hundred percent as he's been in a while. Then Jackie Bradley jr. Out there in center field, boy, if, if, if you need a defensive uh, player, he's the guy, but boy, his bat's been pretty quiet this year so far. Yeah. I, uh, I wasn't expecting 120 from Jackie Bradley, but um, like you said, you know, as a fourth or fifth guy out there, a gold glove caliber center fielder. We lose Lorenzo Cain for a little while. Um, he's on the rehab train here. And um, yeah, it's just, it's tough to see guys up there that look like they don't have a clue. And that's unfortunately, that's where JBJ is at right now. Yeah. Um, but maybe the spider, t- getting the spider tack out of the game, maybe that'll help him <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's interesting that, uh, you know, there's just kind of this connection between Milwaukee and Seattle. And it's not just that mm-hmm. the, Seattle Pilots uh, became the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, but uh, there's a connection. Vogelback is a good example of a player. Uh, ben Gamble mm-hmm. a few few years ago played for both the uh, 
Mariners. And I love your catcher, Omar Nar- Narvaez. That guy, um, you know, usually if, you, if you're getting a 200, 220 average out of your catcher, that's a bonus. And, mm-hmm. and uh, Omar is just a fantastic hitter. I, I think he's hovering around that 300 mark. I, I don't know if he's quite He was, there. yeah. He was. He was over it for a little while, and I think he, he had a, a, a little bit of a rough week about two weeks ago. But, yeah, that was a, another one of those David Stern signings where nobody really talked about it, and he was a, a top 10 in every offensive category, um, good enough defensively. Um, and Freddie Peralta is another one. I think we shipped Adam Lindo over a couple years ago and got Freddie Peralta, and now he's just you know one of the best number threes in baseball right now. And, um, yeah, there's been a lot, of, a lot of back and forth between the Mariners. It felt like the Rangers – the Blue Jays and the Mariners were the only teams that we did deals with for about 20 years. So, uh, but no, it's, it's been fun to see the the growth of some of the young guys. And, um, and Narvaez has been as locked in as anybody in the lineup um, all year. So yeah, he's, he's been a, a super bright spot um, from day one this year. It always seems like the, the NL central is such, such a tight division, you know, you're never going to trade in division. I mean, y'all, but for us, it's always at least, you know, last 20 years for the Mariners obviously we haven't made the playoffs but it seems like the AL West always like there's one or two teams that really really run out for mm-hmm. but the Central seems to be always comes down it usually has the wild card teams at least one yeah um who do you hate the most out of your division rivals man for a long time it was the Cubs and then they just got a bunch of likable dudes like <laughs> I, I love I, I love Anthony Rizzo I, I love the way Javi Baez plays the game um, I always liked Derek Lee growing up. Um, so it's the Cardinals, man. I, I cannot stand the, the holier than thou, you know, aura <laughs> around the Cardinals. <laughs> and, and it's been like that since La Russa and, and Mike Schilt's kind of the same way. And, you know, Yachty's the, the chief of police out there at all times. And yeah, they just, they have a way about them. And I think a lot of the hate comes from, they're just always good, which is just so frustrating. Sure. You know they'll off they'll offload Berkman and Beltron and Pools and David Freeze back in the day, and they've just always got a guy coming up. Um, so yeah, it's probably a little bit of jealousy, but I, I cannot stand see that organization do well in any way. <laughs> yeah, Tim, face it, it's just it's residual. It's residual from that '82 World Series, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I was just <laughs> I was just a, a, a pigment of everybody's imagination back then. But yeah, it started back then for sure. But yeah, yeah. The, the Cardinals, if if they just sort of imploded for 20 years, I'd be uh, front and center cheering that on. So, <laughs> so what about? I mean, the, the rest of the plans uh, fans when the Cardinals come to town, they're little bit more on edge than usual or is it the cubs it's the cubs man they uh they have a group that comes up from the north side where you know it's easy it's easy to get to milwaukee it's it's usually a little cheaper um you got pretty easy access here in milwaukee so yeah it gets a little chippy and you know the the uh the corn beers start flowing and um (laughs) you know everybody everybody gets a little (laughs) little chirpy but um i've also met some just incredible fans from all the fan bases we have a ton of travel in the midwest so i've met you know cardinals fans that are awesome i've met twins fans that are great cubs pirates reds you name it so um it's i know it's never the entire fan base but yeah those those folks that come up from chicago for that series specifically are uh, they're they're a tough crowd <laughs> for sure so let me ask you a question tim because it's it's i go to a lot of mariner games um and i really enjoy all the teams. The one 
away team that drives me crazy is when the Blue Jays are in town. Because really? we have all the Canadians come down from Vancouver. And, oh. and they bring their RVs and they, they, you know, park and start drinking beer, I think, about, you know, 10 miles before they get to Seattle and, and stop 10 miles before they get back to Vancouver. And it, it, not that I don't appreciate people who Hopefully enjoy drinking beer. Hopefully drinking hobby beer. Yeah. <laughs> but, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not sure Labatt's is... Uh, uh, in the top 10 for me, but, um, do you, and, and you guys are close enough to the border where, mm-hmm. and I know you don't play Toronto too often. Uh, but do, do you guys know that phenomenon there in uh, Milwaukee? No, we, uh, I can, honestly, I can't even remember the last time the, the blue Jays would have been in town. Um, I know we've got the AL East, this year so they might actually be coming to milwaukee later but um now we most of our travel in is either for you know the cubs white Sox, whatever the white Sox are up and then the twins rivalry is a a huge one for us because we usually usually get a uh, two and two home and home um with the twins a couple times a year and i hate to give other fan bases too much credit but they travel well and they're awesome yeah they're nice like they they root for the twins and they drink a ton of beer in yeah. Milwaukee. So, um, yeah, the, uh, the the twins sort of feel like our our brother across the border to the to the west of us. But no, I haven't haven't really seen the the Blue Jay phenomena of RVs invading Milwaukee yet. But I'll keep an eye out. You would think. I mean, Vancouver's a long ways from Toronto, but there's a group of I guess nationalistic Canadians that just love rooting for that Canadian I think that's, team. That's what makes it more insufferable is that it's it's phony yeah fanaticism right it's like they i mean they get they, they dust off their jerseys for one I mean, week it's, in a year and and it's yeah, so yeah. it's so right. bad you know i've seen getting close to fistfights starting during the national anthems you know nope. uh, you yeah. know you, you stand for both of them you're very polite and uh holy cow but nevertheless uh you know not, not to d- disparage <laughs> our canadian listeners out there too much so we'll yeah, we appreciate both of them we tuning them. in. We yeah. love them dearly. Yeah, but uh, I'll tell you what the uh, one of the other baseball breweries out there that we found really early on uh, it's called Left Field Brewing Company. Um, yeah. They're really close to um, Toronto's park up there, and I'm blanking on the name of their stadium. Rogers but, Center. Um, the Rogers, Rogers Center, Center. Yeah, and I know they've got an awesome following up there, and, and we've gone back and forth with their um, with their team a bunch. So we're actually hoping to make it out there next year too, and. Uh, yeah, and I've been to Canada a bunch. It's an amazing place. Oh, but, it is. Um, no, I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep an eye out for the uh, the RV invasion <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I was kind of hoping. Do you know if the Blue Jays are back up there yet? I know they're playing their home games at, no, at I Buffalo. Think, I think no, they're still in I, Buffalo. I think they're, they're still in Buffalo. Yeah, which stinks for them. But uh, hopefully soon. You know, as things keep kind of progressing in the right direction here. Absolutely. Well, hey Joe, uh, time flies when you're having fun. We're. Uh, up we're, against it. We're getting right up against our 30 minutes. But, Tim, you've been great. We uh, appreciate you joining the show. And uh, I guarantee you, uh, before I hang it up, I'm coming to visit your brewery. I, I just, uh, I'm so intrigued by everything about it. I'm even more excited to come after spending a half hour with you. So, 
Well, I appreciate it, Joe. And Steve, this is a pleasure. Uh, you let me know when you're going to be in town. I'll, I'll get on the mountain and throw you some batting practice on the wiffle ball field. There Beautiful. we go. We'll yeah. hold you to that, Tim. <laughs> I, I did. Uh, time, uh, yeah, so thanks right, for joining us. One. One, one thing before you leave, Tim, we just want to tell you, whether you're brewing beer or watching baseball, we wish you nothing but good hops. Well, I appreciate it. we got a lot more coming from you guys here in the future. So. That's great. Um, look, look forward to growing together. Thanks, Cheers, guys. sir. Good thanks luck. Take care. Cheers.